let's build a to-do list app. You know, like I personally really like Todoist. Let's create the next Todoist. Well, an agency will do that. They're going to spend, you know, anywhere between a month to a year, maybe creating this product. And now you've got to build a brand and a product around this. And what are you hoping for? That in the next two to four years, this becomes self-sustaining and profitable? Whereas now it's allowing teams to potentially come in in this space and build a really cool collection, build a really cool IP that has more legs. And now we're able to fund that big vision to do the next thing or to expand on that series through an NFT drop. And that's amazing. You're not waiting four years to see that dream come alive. You can make it happen over a matter of months and now be funded to build the next thing. What is up, you beautiful bastards? It is your boy, the NFT Taco, a.k.a. Rob, I can't lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. In today's episode, I chat with Peter Del Tondo. He is the co-founder of Dronies NFT. This NFT project is created by a group of people that own a super popular and fancy design agency called Unfold. They've worked with Facebook, Samsung, Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway, and Adobe and more. Now they are creating the first NFT project that has partnered up with the creators of the super popular crypto coin, Solana. Uh, this may be the coin that takes out Ethereum. Who knows? So check out their NFT at dronesnft.com as well as their digital design agency at unfold.co. I did this episode because I wanted to learn more about NFTs, building a community, and what this is all about. Here's three gigantic things you're going to take away from the episode. One, tips for picking NFT products to invest in or not. Two, how to build a fan base that cares about your NFT project. This is also great learnings about how to build any community. And three, the benefits of Solana over other cryptocurrencies. Enjoy those three things plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. Y'all need to go subscribe to my newsletter. Seriously, just go to okdork.com on your phone, join the newsletter, you know what to do. You probably already do it, so just skip this part. And if you've already done that, make sure you're also on our YouTube channel. We put out crazy videos that'll help you on your business journey. That's youtube.com slash okdork. Also, special pre-show shout out to listeners, KRO2K, Crockett. They left a review saying, best podcast ever. My uncle Eric recommended this podcast to me, and man, is it amazing. The amount of information condensed into bite-sized episodes is a great tactic, and the content is amazeballs. Damn, I love you, man. I love every one of you gorgeous listeners. If you want to shout out a future episode, I'd love to do it. Just leave a review wherever you listen to the show. I check every single one of them. Dude, this whole NFT thing is a weird world, my man. It is the crypto wild west right now. Where do we begin? <laughs> There's a lot of places to be. Dude, are you just like up 24-7? Because the shit is like, it's addicting. It is wild. It definitely can be. I mean, I've been in the space now for a really long time. Uh, I used to have the little butterfly jalapeno Bitcoin mining device. Thought it was Monopoly money back in, back in the day and, you know, sold way, way too early. But it's fun. And I mean, the stuff that's going on is is changing how businesses operate, how money is handled and spent. and it's solving real world problems. So we love as a team getting to work on that kind of stuff. And NFTs are, are a really fun space that there still needs to be a lot of definition around it, you know, in terms of like, what is and isn't a security, like that's a big thing and something we're really staying clear from. But it's a ton of fun. It kind of combines, you know, the gamification, the Pokemon cards, baseball cards kind of thing. And this just fun aspect. And it's, it's a cool community. It's a cool space to be in. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you. So I made a video like two weeks ago and I called up my friends who are NFT millionaires. And I was like, yo, I haven't, I did it like, I did it in January and February of the year. And then I kind of took a break and I just like kind of got into it again a few weeks ago. Cause I've been doing the crypto for a while. And I was like, let me do NFT 
And dude, in the past like two weeks, it's just been like a, it's been the wild west. Like I've gotten scammed. I've had NFTs drop completely. I've bought fake, a fake NFT and then I've made some money doing it. And and it's, it's been fun all along. But there's frustrations. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I see when um, we, we actually just did like a little lunch and learn for some members of our team that aren't as familiar in the Web3 space and just for friends and family. Like I, I've got a lot of buddies who, you know, every time we do something, they're like, oh, I, I wish you'd have told me about this or I should have bought this. And I explain to them, A, I'm not here to give you financial advice. And the reason I don't do it is because I don't know what you're going to do. And crypto is wild. And I've seen my portfolio be down 97% before. And then I've seen it be up 300% before or more. And so it's one of those things I don't want to tell you, oh, you should go do this or you should go buy this thing. When I don't know if you're going to put 100 bucks, 1,000 bucks, or $100,000 into something, if you're not ready for the roller coaster that can happen, it's going to get dangerous. And same thing with uh, folks that are new to the space. I mean, until you understand like Ethereum gas or you know, just transaction fees and how to move money around, how to make sure that you don't send it to the wrong location because you're screwed if you do. It's like, I want to be able to educate people. And, and this is something we're going to do with our project is ahead of time, we're going to you know, launch a lot of these resources. We've already built a site that kind of walks through things and whatnot as well. And because it's fun, but it becomes not fun the moment you mess up and you go, screw this, I'm done and I'm not coming back. And even for those of us that have been doing this a long time, you can still make mistakes. You got to be really careful, really, really careful. I mean, I've sent to the wrong address. I think I've, I'm trying to just check off every one of the items. Yeah. <laughs> it's also good to do it at small amounts versus doing it at the, at the yep. bigger amounts. Oh, you learned that one the hard way. Oh, man. Yeah, I bought fake mints. Like someone was minting uh, some items that were never real. It was just to a fake website. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, for someone new into the NFT space, if I gave them a thousand bucks, like, I guess, how would you tell them to go experiment and explore? In regards to NFTs, Go find a project that you're genuinely excited about the artwork. I mean, at the end of the day, this is still art. And there's some projects out there that I think are using some more hokey mechanics that might find themselves in trouble later with you know some of the SEC concerns around what's a security and what's not. And if those mechanics get pulled, like getting a royalty or something like that, those projects could you know really suffer from that. We've already seen that happen on several that pulled that mechanic due to those concerns and the community kind of just dissipated from them. So find a project that is clean, that isn't doing any of those mechanics that could be problematic later. Find something that has really cool artwork that you're genuinely excited about. Another good project, I'm, I'm biased on ours, but another good one is uh, Grim Syndicate. I'm a big fan of, of Justin Mazel and his artwork. I've been following him and he's a friend of mine for years. Raji King just joined that team too. They do some killer stuff. And you saw that project do well because all of the artwork looks good. And that's the kind of projects that people are going to want to see and go, oh, yeah, I would buy that thing. If, if you're buying into a project that has really crappy artwork, other people are going to think it has really crappy artwork. And so, you know, find something that, that is cool, is clean, ideally has a doxed team behind it, meaning a team that has announced who they are. They're not just random Twitter accounts or whatnot on the internet because that's where you can easily get scammed and there's no repercussions of it. You want a team like us that, you know, we're putting our name out there, we're putting our reputation on the line, we would have something to lose if we did something, you know, bad. So find a a reliable team that ships stuff and, you know, you can bank on at least them doing it ideally the right way with really cool artwork and maybe pick up one or two that are 
you know, cheaper mints that are easy to get into. And hopefully it's something on the bigger upside. Or maybe you pick something that is, maybe it's a second series of a project, something that had a proven track record. And hopefully that'll happen again and see what that could look like. It's interesting with the art because I, in my, I've just been exploring it. I think I've probably spent 15, 20,000 in the past week or two. Mm-hmm. And the messed up part with all this crypto shit is that you're not spending 20,000. I spent three Ethereum. Right. Which like messes with your brain because you're like, oh, that was only 10 soul. And then you stop and you go, whoa, this is serious. Now. Oh my it, God. It is an interesting like psychology. It's so deceiving. Totally. Like yeah. there's this thing, astral apes. I saw it on Twitter and I was like, mm-hmm. I got into the mint and then you get into the discord. I, you know, I'm almost 40. Let me just be clear. Like uh, the discord thing feels like, okay, this is a newer world that I'm like trying to understand, but it's like scam and spam. I got scammed there. Mm. with someone created a copy site of chain runners with the same everything except a dot net versus xyz and then i mm-hmm. bought shit there and then my buddy's like i don't think it's legit and it wasn't but these astral apes i minted i think four of them at two soul each so mm-hmm. yeah no whatever that's 1600 dollars. 400 bucks yeah yeah, yeah six, and then now they're they're all down 50 percent. it's been interesting just to understand the mechanics of like these pump and dumps where people are like hey this is the thing i'm a celebrity or i drew this stuff and the audience, I actually think is a lot of like, um, I think there's a lot of people who got wealthy on crypto, but I think it's a lot of these like unemployed, like I have a friend, I won't call him out, but he doesn't have a job. And he like texts me, he's like, yo, which NFT should I, you think I should get? And like, I'm going to try to get into this. Do you think it's going to, so I guess what, what I'm really curious with dronies, because one, you guys are partnered with Solana Labs, which is super distinguishing. But dude, how does someone launch an NFT project? Because, you know, we're talking about AppSumo and I, I was curious how, how you guys have gone about it. It is a ton of work. So we actually have an entire department dedicated to this. So, you know, again, we're not just a couple of people who are putting this together. We, we've got a full team on this. Um, we're really dedicated to this, not just being a successful launch, but a successful series. And I think I told you a little bit of this in our chat of it's like a TV show that we've written where we've already mm. we're getting ready to launch season one, but we've already written seasons two, three, and four. And we've even written them in ways where an equivalent analogy would be like, do you like this character or not? And then we've already diverted the story based on how the community takes certain things that it'll change the storyline or it'll drive it here or whatnot. So, you know, we want this to be something that, again, is a clean project. There's no hokey mechanics. That is something that people are going to really enjoy the story of, really enjoy becoming a part of this community, enjoy, you know, hopefully some of the best artwork in the space and uh, a team that, we're a full service agency. We build stuff like apps and games and products and, and whatnot for all of our clients. And so now we have the opportunity to do that for ourselves. And I tell leak some stuff that is not official and it's not necessarily going to go all the way, but we're launching with a jokingly redacted roadmap. But the truth of that is that we can build anything. And so what we want to do now is find out what does the community want because we don't want to announce something and then. I don't know, a board game. Well, they don't want a board game. They want a video game. Okay, well, then let's build a video game later on. So we're kind of launching with, we have the capability to do all these things and we're starting to work on concept and art direction to showcase what that could be in several areas that we've you know been thinking about. And then we're going to bring that to our community and say, what do you want to see? And let's build it. We're looking to do some really cool stuff with this that uh, you know hopefully will be a good differentiator from some other projects. I think normal people, like, I, you, look, you're obviously m- way more deeper down the rabbit hole. In this NFT space, the community shit is just bonkers. 
in the sense that a lot of it is a really about community. You go in the discords for these different NFT projects where some of them you need, you have to buy the NFT to access it, which I, I think is really neat. But it's a lot of it is like this people rally behind the characters and they rally behind the story and they rally behind like, yeah. you know, some of the NFTs you can do things with, which I'm like, oh, this, that's really interesting. And so I think when normal people hear community, they're like, all right, so it's like a chat. And there is some, there's definitely a sense of like, all right, let's get these more valuable and let's promote these. But uh, I think the mechanics of building an audience, engaging the audience, getting them kind of hyped up has been really fascinating. So how are you guys? Well, I want to take one step back still. So you guys draw a bunch of characters. Let's just simplify mm-hmm. it to that. Sure. Do you use an algorithm or do you actually have designers drawing all the, the amount of dronies? Everything that we've done is done by our team. And um, we built everything out in Figma. So we did all the vector illustration and whatnot. We have a ridiculous amount of possible variants and combinations. I mean, the letter E somehow wound its way into our calculations in terms of possible combos. So I'm a designer, I'm not a mathematician, but I'm pretty sure we're somewhere in the hundreds of millions, if not billions of possibilities in terms of what the generative capabilities are. And so, you know, in our example, we've got these drones or these birds and, you know, there's different types of wings, different types of heads, hats, masks, eyes, all the different qualities. And then that is run through a script that will randomize that. And so we can set different rarities to certain character traits or or these items. And so that allows us to programmatically make some of them more rare and unique. And we don't know what those combinations are going to be. I mean, we've been running tests the last couple of weeks, and there's some really cool stuff in there. We're doing a ton of customs. Those are done intentionally. So those aren't generative, but they are freaking cool. And I can't wait till people see them. Um, they're going to just lose it when they see how many there are and, and what those look like. It's going to be really, really cool. A few things I'm curious here. So one, what's the script or software everyone's using to do all this generation? Because I feel like a lot of people are probably using similar things. Yeah, it's going to be pretty similar. Um, I know Metaplex has put out... uh, Yeah, I'm just curious what they are. Metaplex? Metaplex, uh, it's up on GitHub. There's a repo for it. I think we customized off of that one, if I'm not mistaken. And honestly, you can go watch some YouTube videos, and there's some great videos that walk through how to do this and you know, use, uh, what is it, Visual Code Studio or Visual Studio? to put some of that together and you end up exporting all of the assets in the folders and name them. And then you can set the rarities amongst that and do the generation. It's just really cool. And it's, it's fun seeing it. We had to build a custom uh, DNP or do not pair list tool and database. So we actually have a little script that we can run. I can just click generate. It'll show us a drony all put together. And then we're looking at it to see, hey, does this item not pair with this? Like, does this, do these glasses fit weird with a hat? or a mask, like let's remove that. Those items can't be paired up within the collection. And so we do that from like a quality control standpoint to ensure that the artwork that's going to be generated is always going to be perfect. It's always going to match and look good. And so we can remove some of those pairings that don't work well together. One, because I don't, I didn't fully understand it. So you guys draw the elements, you throw it through this grinder or this mixer. Mm -hmm. How do you actually throw it to become an NFT? Like how do you take it from an image and then make that so that people, how do you mint it? How do you actually technically do a mint? Yeah, so when you do the generation, it also will create a JSON file that has all the metadata that will say things like, what kind of eyes? Like, what are the eyes called? And what's the attribute that has been given to that? What is the rarity and things like that? And then that will get uploaded. And that's what you see when you go into like Magic Eden or you know other marketplaces, FTX, et cetera. It'll show those attributes. And that's what essentially goes up to showcase and and prove that that is the unique item 
that there aren't others in the collection that share those same traits and whatnot. And then uh, a developer will will upload all of those into the system, and then that's what will get minted through that process. The specific uploading portion, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave to our developer. I can't speak as heavily into that part. Yeah. Because I know you can mint on Ethereum on OpenSea or Magic Eden or Solana Art, but I, I guess I was curious, how do people mint directly from websites? Because it feels like a lot of the, the NFT launches, they're like, you go to you know dronesnft.com and you actually mint directly with you guys and not from the actual marketplaces. Gotcha. Yeah. So again, I might say something that's incorrect here, but my understanding of that is that either you're going to go through a fair launch protocol mint or you go through Candy Machine, which even then... An FLP launch is still connected to Candy Machine, and that's what will give you your token. Well, hold on, sorry, you're speaking like a foreign language. The acronyms in the NFT world are bonkers. Like I just like I've learned so many new words. So, on you said a candy, a candy machine. Candy so what's a candy machine. machine? So, candy machine is what will again. I'm not a developer, so I might get some of this wrong. But the candy machine is what when you click that mint button, you're pulling essentially an item out of the candy machine or that token. And that's what is providing you the mint that then gets sent to your wallet. Got it. And then what was the other one you called? Fair launch protocol, which that is a separate mint method that is designed to minimize botting, which we can get into that later. And what it does is when you launch, like if you go to a regular website and and there's just a button to mint, you can mint as many as you want, as fast as you want, et cetera. And with a fair launch, you can only mint one item but there's a small fee to join that fair launch. And so that might be 10 bucks, it might be 20 bucks. That's usually about where I see it. It's like 0.1 soul or something. And what that is doing is it's meant to discourage bots because there's not a guarantee that you're going to get the item. It's it's kind of a lottery. So if it's a 10,000 collection and 10,000 people enter the fair launch, well then everybody will get one at a median price that the community decides. So the fair launch might launch and say, "Hey, what do you want to pay for this? One to four. And whatever the median number is ends up being the mint price. So anyone that hits that median number or decides to go up to that medium number can get a mint token. Now, if 50,000 people decide that they want that same NFT and all enter the fair launch, well, now there's 50,000 people for 10,000 spots. So then it becomes a lottery and it will randomly pick 10,000 people and then they get to go through the process. You do not get your fee back for entering. So most projects will just donate that all to charity. And then the lucky 10,000 walk away with a mint that then comes from the candy machine to them in their wallet. It is amazing that NFTs and this Web3 movement is giving a lot of artists another avenue to make money. right? Like I think it's yeah. cool that a lot of people who have skills in, in crafting art pieces get that chance. What were you saying about bots? It sounded like you had some stories or experiences there. Yeah. So actually, we just had to put out an announcement today that we have delayed our launch because of some bot exploits. There's an issue right now where a couple of projects got hit where apparently, and I'll send you some links from some Twitter threads that you can read about this. Uh, I know Soul Big Brain put out a good post or big thread about it, as well as somebody else. So I'll send you those. But Essentially, it sounds as though there's a group of bad actors that uh, figured out a way to exploit and somehow they're able to detect what are the rare mints in a collection. And so there was an individual that recently on a project minted just about every rare token or rare mint in that NFT collection, thus kind of ruining it for everybody. And so obviously that's super problematic. And 
we've worked really hard on this. We've got awesome artwork. Like I said, we're going to have a ton of customs. Um, you know, we're aiming to be one of the largest custom collections within an NFT, you know, project. And it would break our hearts and the hearts of our community, I think, if we found out that this group was able to pinpoint and ensure that they got those versus everyone else having a fair shot. So we were originally getting ready to launch in about two weeks, and we're going to delay that until Candy Machine 2.0 comes out and uh, have that be resolved. So we want to ensure that everybody has equal opportunity to get the best of the best in the collection and not have that be kind of predetermined. How do you actually go about building a community? And how are you thinking about it? Definitely. So it is a lot of work. I will say that. I think anybody that just goes, it's going to just naturally happen. It It's a lot of work. We hired a full-time community manager. She is fantastic and she's helping create you know, the strategy for social media and getting engagement and activity in Discord. We're doing things like team live streams. And tomorrow we're going to do like a team, just kind of Q&A, AMA. And then we're also just going to go hang out with the community and play some video games. So we're going to play Among Us and probably have a crazy wild and fun time with that tomorrow and just get to know folks. In our opinion, we're trying to create connections with people where, you know, these are folks that you might find you become really good friends with. Or uh, again, you kind of never know who connects. Like we had a mutual friend that had mentioned you and then I saw you follow us and I was like, hey, what's up? And that created that kind of connection just that we wouldn't have known. And here we are. You never know what that can look like and, and where things can lead. And, you know, we're just trying to have this, this fun, organic place that people want to hang out and be a part of. And in our case, we're also trying to build a storyline and some mystery to where, you know, right now in the story, it's like, okay, we're starting to discover that some of the birds have been replaced with these drones. Well, why? Who's behind it? Where's the signal going? What does all this mean? And then we're going to get into a whole lot more story after the mint and get into kind of series two and where that story will continue. So we want to carry that on. It's not just we're dropping and then we have to try to keep a hype community to keep it going. Like this is going to be something that is fun and active and people are going to want to engage in and be, be more excited. And, and that's what we're hearing from folks that they love the story aspect and they love that there's more to it than just cool artwork. Yeah, I mean, it's been interesting. I, uh, in the Discord, in my you know 3 a.m. boxer explorations, some of the community building tactics are really fascinating. Like I was looking, I don't remember which group, but uh, it's like if you invite three people, you get an extra tra- raffle mm-hmm. ticket. And then everyone posts on Twitter today and we're going to pick someone on Twitter to do these one things. And it's just, it's just, uh, there's a lot more tactics to it. And, you know, someone hit me up on Instagram a few days ago. They're like, no, man, got an NFT project. You promote it and I'll split it with you 50%. I was like, yeah. Okay. Bye. Blocked. Yeah. But I think the fascinating part one is that if you have a community already, or if you have attention in this day and age, it's very valuable, especially not just attention, but if you have trust and relationship with your, your audience. Yeah. But I think there's a big discount that people aren't realizing how much effort it takes not to only find people, but to also engage and get them excited about what you're working on. Yeah. Like I said, we have a core team that is dedicated to this. And we've told the rest of our team at Unfold, like, Hey, if you guys want to mute Discord, like it's going to be super busy. It is very distracting because it's it's nonstop. Things are always happening and, and you get pulled in a lot of directions. But like you said, there's a lot of kind of shilly stuff that goes on with NFTs. And I'm not here to say that's right or wrong. Our path that we're looking to do is to try to create a more organic community and stay away from those kinds of things. If I had to guess, I think what that's going to mean is that our numbers might be, I mean, I'm still hoping they get really large, but our numbers might grow at a smaller scale or pace than some other projects. But 
what I want to see and, and what we're banking on is that those that do join and come in are going to be meaningful and active and engaged individuals, not folks that are just joining or following every single account because, hey, if I was one of the first 100 people in Discord that I got an invite, you know, or, or, or I'm on a, a list to get an early mint or something like that, you know, we're rewarding for engagement. So I'd give a little away there. But if we see that you're super active in the community, if we see that you're participating and doing fan art and sharing this project and engaging with us as we do things and contributing, those are the people that we're going to reward. So if you just want to join our Discord and sit in there and hope that something's going to happen, it's not. We want those that are going to be a part of it. It's like having more quality friends versus the quantity of friends. That's what we're shooting for. And it's been really fun. And the folks that we are seeing engage are staying that way. And they're they want to be a part of this and they're genuinely excited. And I'll take 10 of those people over getting a thousand people that are just flocking in for spammy invites or that like, follow, and tag two friends. We don't want to do that stuff. So you guys are going to mint for the audience. So you're going to mint them, let's just say, one. Sol- I'm making up numbers. One Solano, which mm-hmm. is $200 at the time of this. And people can mint one and maybe it'll sell for 10 or maybe it'll go down. Right. You guys keep that mint amount. Do You guys keep the original mint. So let's just say there's 10. I'm just type. I don't know any of your numbers I'm yeah. not asking for, but 10,000 of them, one Solano each. You guys get 10,000 Solano, Solana, excuse me. What I'm curious though, so you get $2 million on the mint and then sometimes with NFTs, you can get royalties on the sales, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I don't need it. Again, I don't care about that yet. How much do you guys think you've spent building it? Because I think that's a part that people are thinking they're kind of forgetting. They're like, oh yeah, you like pooped out a picture, threw it up on a site and now you've made $2 million. But I guess I'm curious how much from the community manager, the designer, because you would have to pay salaries Mm -hmm. to these people to build all this stuff. Like, what would you estimate by the time you launch uh, your cost would be? I would say we are probably somewhere in the 200 to 250,000 range. And and I say that more and also that's kind of probably closer to what we would have gotten in billable time with clients had we had these teams working on client projects rather than, you know, an internal initiative. So yeah, I mean, this is a big investment for us. But again, and I I say that with the hopes that people realize, like, we want to do this right. We're a company that we work with a lot of Web3 folks. I mean, we have the connection with Solana because they were a client of ours. We've worked with uh, Facebook and Ripple and FutureSwap. And we work with a bunch of Fortune 100 companies and stuff. Like, we're a real team that does really good quality work and can be trusted to do this kind of stuff. And we're serious about launching this and having it be something that is successful. And it's not a one and done kind of thing. We want to have this be something that turns more into that of an IP. And where that can go, we can hope and we can speculate and and desire it to do certain things. You know, a friend of ours, uh, Pablo Stanley, he's behind Robotos, uh, which is on OpenSea. He just got a deal with uh, Time and they're doing a TV show from his IP. Like, it's so cool. And so, you know, we don't know where this could go. Could it become a TV show? Could it become a, a game? Could it become you know, space in the metaverse. And, you know, we're talking about possibly buying a plot of land and creating a space for our community there. Is it a trading card game? Is it a board game? We've got, you know, connections with a a board game company that we're big fans of, and we know the, the founder, that could become a real possibility. So what we build is TBD, but there's a lot of cool things that can happen with this. And as we release more of the storyline, there's going to be a whole lot more that is going to roll out. Because, yeah, you guys are the, one of the few NFT projects that it's actually partnered with, I guess, the token creator. Like, there's very few that can actually say that. Yeah, I, I think we're one of the first to be a part of their advisory group and work on it together. And it, it's awesome because we have 
you know, help from them uh, in terms of just general ideas, consulting on the, the right way or wrong way to do things. We're, you know, talking with their legal team, which is why we're staying away from certain mechanics. And it's just really awesome to have that. And honestly, it just started because I, I hit up Raj in, in our Slack and was like, hey, we're contemplating between, you know, should we launch an Ethereum or Solana seems to be just entering the NFT space at the time. Is there anyone on the team that we could talk to about this and just learn about why we should choose one network over the other? And he was like, I got to see the artwork. Let me see it. And we sent him some of the early concepts. And he was like, holy crap. Okay, give me five minutes. And next thing we know, we're on a call with the, the team and we're chatting about it. And they were like, this is so cool. We want to be a part of this. So it's really fun getting to have them in our corner with this project. And I think a lot of that too is wanting to have a really good, solid foundation project in the Solana ecosystem. And again, build something that doesn't have any crazy mechanics that could risk the success or failure of the project and build something that could be, could be, and we're hoping is going to be really awesome in the space. The one thing that was fascinating is that, you know, I've been buying Ethereum and Bitcoin for a few years now. And Kyle, who's one of the multi-coin guys around Austin, I've known them for years. Like the Solano came out and I'm like, ah, like what is all this garbage shit? You know, like, ah, this token, that token, like, and I just get on with my life. Like give me my, you know, Coke Zero (laughs) and my water. And uh, and I don't know how that analogy made any sense. But I I guess the the point there that was fascinating was I easily discounted. I was like, Solana and Avalanche. My buddy Eric was like, yeah, just go buy this thing. And I went and bought a pesky penguin. Yep. I got several of those. Yeah, I spent three thousand dollars. I buy, I only buy at the top, Peter. That's my thing. Noah Kagan buys high, <laughs> sells even lower. I think I'm the only person that admits that shit. I feel like everyone else bullshits. Like, man, I'm like, dude, I, I suck at this stuff. I've had some good experiences, but it, so I bought it and I interacted with Solana, and I was like, holy shit, it's instant and there's no fees. I was talking with one of the guys on our team, and I and I said, hey, I don't care what you should do whatever you want, but I was like, you should just go buy some of this stuff and just see what happens. And when you buy an Ethereum, you're like. Has my transaction gone through? Am I waiting for something? What happened? And then yeah. you see the fee. Like I, I did some staking on an NFT. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude, this is like expensive just to stake it. Yeah. And then you go slow and you're like, oh, I can see this happening. And so, and then, you know, Ethereum is getting delayed. So it, it is cool. I'd recommend for anyone out there, you know, if you bought any of the crypto, which I think almost a lot of the tech people now, I'd say have bought it or people are interested, but go and interact with it to kind of understand the different mechanics and also like, like how developed the ecosystems are. Well, first of all, like your point of, okay, what's this network or what's this platform or this token or whatnot? I think Solana taught us a very valuable lesson with that. And we no longer make this mistake because when we originally worked with Solana um, on some projects, uh, they were $4. And obviously, like it went up to what, 260 280 you know, um, back at during Breakpoint or whatnot. And so now it's just a company policy that whenever we work with anyone in the Web3 space that we buy, you know, X amount of whatever token because we never know what will happen. And if we really like the clients and the project, uh, that's now a thing. And I mean, I'm excited for Solana's future because I also think that it's at the beginning of that boom where we saw Ethereum and the price rise of Ethereum because, you know, in my opinion, somewhat to the NFT space and that everybody needs that token and they're, they're flocking to that. And I think we're seeing the same thing as we saw Solana already, you know, go from 40 up into the 120s and then it broke through and it's back into the twos. So I don't know where it can go. I'm not a, I don't understand all the tokenomics of it and I'm not even going to pretend to figure that out, but I can definitely see it going considerably higher and I'm, I'm still really excited about it. I have daily buys set up for Solana that I don't have to think about it. I'm not going to try to find and snipe 
a good deal. I'm just going to buy it every day and call it there. Hmm, I like that approach. It just makes it a lot less stressful. Otherwise, you freak Dude. out. And you go, why didn't I buy more at 120? Like, what was I thinking? And it takes that like emotion out of it. I think that's a smart approach. I've been doing that as well. So I, I definitely yeah. plus one on that. I am curious to get your, your opinion on this, is that if you were a company like AppSumo, I'm asking for a friend. Uh, and that friend is me. <laughs> it's a guy. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, man, I'm so annoying to myself. How would you think about it for different businesses? Like you guys are in a, one, you took advantage, not took advantage negatively, but you did, you did something about it. But I guess from, you know, AppSumo, if you were advising us or consulting us, how do you think we should explore the space? I mean, there's probably a couple of ways. Uh, one is definitely starting to take payment in different cryptocurrencies and, and tokens that you're interested in. I mean, that was something that we've seen, or I've seen, you know, folks do with Bitcoin and, you know, Ethereum. I think Ripple was being used for that for a little while too. And I mean, when you think about it, if those teams were smart and held on to that and didn't sell, I mean, they, how much X'd their, their sales over the years just by even keeping a portion of it and not cashing it out into, you know, USDC or into fiat currency. So that could certainly be an area. I, I know uh, a lot of folks are, are shifting and pivoting into that, whether it's full-fledged or just as an option, that that's one of the payment capabilities. Okay, as I say this, this is where I talk to a lawyer because this starts bridging the gap of what is a security or not. But maybe it's that the purchases themselves are NFTs. Like, what if instead of having to worry about, you know, where is my email address or login and password for, because again, I've been a long time AppSumo customer. I've got my uh, Dropler, it was one of my favorite mm. tools ever. And I bought my lifetime pass through you guys. What if? I own the NFT that gives me access to that. And that's how that's handled and managed. As long as that stays in my wallet or it's you know staked on your website or whatever it is, that that's now how you manage. And it's easy proof of ownership of those things. That could totally be an avenue where you're, you're essentially purchasing it and gaining access to those things. So again, really interesting possibilities. So the deals themselves are NFTs. That's interesting because you, know, you don't need to call us and, or email us about anything. I like the idea as well. It's like people can just transact through crypto. Right. And it's all on the ledger. So you, you can follow the path. You know exactly what's happened. You know if it's been traded. And in that case, I mean, all right, I don't want to use this product anymore. I'm going to give it to a friend. And you send them the NFT and then they have access to it. There could be a lot of interesting ways to do stuff like that. One of the things with this NFT stuff, you know, really to AppSumo and in general, is that there's a lot of these different use cases for it that I'm really, honestly, it's been fascinating to understand. Like you commented one royalty. So mm -hmm. normally you sell something and it's gone and then, you know, the scalpers get all the money. Right. But now it's like the original artist actually gets 10% of a lot of these different transactions. I've seen with HeadDAO, you can buy an NFT, stake it, and then they give you tokens that you can use for voting. Yeah, that's the stuff that, again... We've been legally advised to stay very far away from. Personally, we, we like the concepts. Like as a team, we think those are really cool. And if it clears up and that doesn't become such a gray area or I'm going to say more area of concern, that could be something that we see in our collection in the future. But right now, that could be something that, it, that could end up being make or break for different projects. So until we know more about it and what is going to be considered legal or whatnot like we don't want to get in that hot water where now you're dealing with problems with the sec and someone was talking the other day way more complications within that so it's really cool we are seeing a lot of mechanics like that you know there's thoughts and ideas of like well you gain access to this thing or a platform or a thing but now that item is considered a security because it's getting you that access or it's 
giving you money in a different way. And we don't know how that's going to work yet. So I tread with caution. I don't personally get into any projects that have those mechanics until that becomes a little bit more solidified because we don't know how that is going to impact the consumer and if they're going to have to deal with anything because of it retroactively or if those businesses or companies or projects are going to have to deal with that and that could shut people down. So we don't know. And I say that not being completely educated in the space in case anybody comes at me on that. No, I, well, I think it's just understanding because, yeah, I, I didn't even think about some of the legal ramifications like, hey, you're securitizing, mm-hmm. people get ownership. Like with HeadDAO, you buy in, you get tokens. They actually supposedly give you returns on things that they're buying within the organization. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, we, we saw that with some projects. There was one on uh, Alpha Market, which is one of the, the marketplaces. They did a thing with uh, a project called Piggy Soul Gang. And again, no, no hate to any of these people or the projects or anything, but uh, for every Piggy Soul Gang NFT that you had, Alpha Market, if I'm not mistaken, was giving 25% or 10%, whatever it was, of whatever their like daily income and like earnings from the site, the marketplace were, was that that would be redistributed to the NFT holders of Piggy Soul Gang, which you can imagine one could assume that any of these marketplaces could start earning, you know, millions of dollars a day. If you go in one, two, three, a handful of these things, they could become really valuable. And so Piggy Soul Gang was up in the 20s um, in terms of floor price because everybody wanted one. And if you did the math on it, you're going, all right, if I hold this not that long on not that high of daily volume on the site, I'm going to make a killing here. And then the SEC concerns came in, they scrapped all of it. And I mean, I'd have to look, but I think last time I looked at the project, it was at like one sole floor. As I pull it up right now, it is at 1.39. So, you know, it lost the big draw to the project. And so what does that mean for it long term? And how does that change? I don't know. But again, that's where we just want to run it clean for now. And as we understand more of this stuff and legalities, then we can start to, you know, venture into other things. Well, it's interesting, because normally, you're the first person, Peter, in a while that as they're talking about these, you're like, it's art, it's art, let me talk about art, let me talk about collecting, it's gonna be cool, it's a community. A lot of everybody else is like, here's all the cool use cases, here's all the different money making, it's up and down, it's it's more of the, I guess, the pure, like original intent to some extent of this, but it's also, it is interesting with all the different other use cases that are kind of, we're figuring out on the go. Well, I mean, and that's where, you know, you have to look at this where, yes, it's art, yes, it is still an investment, you know, people want something that is utility, and that's where, like for us, we don't just want to launch something and be like, cool, everybody has their PFPs, trade amongst yourselves and have fun. Like that's not the project. But what NFTs are allowing and it's it's really helping creators and, and designers to do, it's almost like running a Kickstarter campaign. So mm. if we were to say, hey, we want to run um, or we want to build a, a video game, we want to produce a TV show, we want to make a card game or a board game or whatnot, this essentially allows that. And again, you're you're getting people to come into this community and go, oh, I love the artwork. I love the story behind this. I love the team behind it. I'm excited for where this can go. And we don't know where the math is going to be at the time of sale and stuff like that. But let's use the example that you gave. And it might be about $2 million. Well, you recoup your costs of what it took to build and all that stuff. And then now you're pre-funded to go build these things. And there's going to be projects that just walk away and it was a cash grab for them. And hey, we made our money and whatever happens, happens. For us, we're looking at it like, cool, what do we do next with it? Like, how do we reinvest that into this IP and build something? Whether, again, that's a video game, creating space in the metaverse. Again, so many possibilities of what can be done. 
And where it's really fun for us, and, and in my opinion, like other teams and creatives, is that you know the agency dream, everyone always goes, oh, I don't want to do client work all the time. Well, A, we love working with clients. That's part of why we do this and, and the fun and variety of those projects. But you know, it would be nice to have, let's say, 25% of our agency revenue be from self-initiated projects or products that we own and operate. And an example of it, let's just go really rudimentary, is uh, let's build a to-do list app. You know, like I personally really like Todoist. Let's create the next Todoist. Well, an agency will do that. They're going to spend you know anywhere between a month to a year, maybe creating this product. And now you've got to build a brand and a product around this. And what are you hoping for that in the next two to four years this becomes self-sustaining and profitable? Whereas now it's allowing teams to potentially come in in this space and build a really cool collection, build a really cool IP that has more legs. And now we're able to fund that big vision to do the next thing or to expand on that series through an NFT drop. And that's amazing. Because again, it's like getting that Kickstarter right off the bat. You're not waiting four years to see that dream come alive. You can make it happen over a matter of months and now be funded to build the next thing. Peter, NFTs, crypto. I do have to rock <laughs> out. This is awesome, man. Keep me in the loop as you guys are launching the Drunnies NFT. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the Discord. Yeah, like we announced today, you know, hopefully um, we'll be looking at early January now with the, the delay of this stuff. Hopefully all, all the stuff with Candy Machine gets fixed and worked out. And uh, we're excited to launch it. So we're going to do some more marketing stuff and do some more customs and things, make the collection even better and uh, be ready for January. Is there anything sneak peek you can tell the audience that you're, you feel comfortable with? Obviously, I'm not looking. Well, we're going to be doing some live streams this week, and we're definitely going to be sneaking some stuff there. I think we've showed a little bit, and we're going to continue to show more of the artwork um, through in, through the, like, the generative stuff. I can't remember off the top of my head if it's going to be this week or next week, but we are going to do a live stream with our illustration team. And I think we're going to put out a tweet going, what kind of custom would you want to see? I don't know. I'm looking around at my room. I got a big halo helmet over here. Like, do you want to see Master Chief as a drone or whatnot? And there'll be some opportunities for folks to to maybe win a token or get on the early bird list uh, through that and some recommendations. And then we're going to pick one of those and we're going to build it live so people can see how our team does it, what we do, what that artwork looks like. And so I would definitely recommend folks tune into that and see some goodies and sneaks of the artwork and um, what's happening. Dude, I love it. Mr. Peter. Pleasure connecting. I'll, I'll talk to you in Discord in the Twitterverse. I'm glad it's a real, you're a real human too. Not a virtual <laughs> character. Nice. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for everything you do with AppSumo. Like I said, we're big customers and fans of all of that. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll chat again. Well, that is a wrap. If you love the episode as much as I did, go check out Dronies at dronesnft.com. Next, text a friend you love them. Yo, dog, let's go find some fake birds together. And before you go, tweet at me at Noah Kagan. Let me know about this episode. If you're starting a business this year or you want to grow your business, make sure you go to AppSumo.com, join the newsletter, find the latest and greatest tools at insane prices to help you grow your online business. Finally, shout out to the amazing team, Jason at PodcastTech.com. He makes these episodes sound so much better than you realize. Thank you to Mitchell, Jeremy, George, Hubert, Cam, Sasa, Nikki, and Jen of the Dork Team for all the magic y'all do. And finally, shout out to everyone involved at AppSumo.com. There's 100 amazing people all across the world helping build the marketplace so you can buy and sell software tools to help you grow your online business. Uh, check out AppSumo.com. But seriously, thank you, every single one of people who work there. It's such a special treat to experience this in my life. 
Have a sweet day. What's your favorite bird? Bird.